welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke-Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is, Nick. And on this particular podcast, we will be recapping the challenge season 33, episode 14. The Water Boy. This is War of the Worlds, and boy oh boy, are we at war. How dare they name this episode The Water Boy. I know, after... uh, if you haven't watched the show, once you hear about the events that take place, it does kind of seem shitty to do. <laughs> it seems like personal. It seems mean and personal. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? I kind of want to talk about it. So let's just get into it. Well, the first little bit of notes here are from you, Nick. And this is the first thing you wrote. Long ass recap. Yes, there was a long ass recap. And uh I mean, they told us full storylines with this recap, and I realize they do this for two reasons. Number one, this is the last episode before the final. Last normal format episode. And, and so we got to know about all the lead up for those of us who are joining just for this episode. I mean, come on. And if that's you, quit your job, leave your family, <laughs> devote yourself to the challenge and because something is wrong. Uh, and two, it, they didn't have much on this episode. This episode was basically one long scene. You know what? All season, these dailies have been like five minutes, maybe. This was one long daily. It was like 45 minutes. And guess what? It, it was it was compelling. This was one of the best episodes of the season. I think they should get an Emmy for the editing on this last episode. because Just, Yeah? Yeah, because they, they managed to maintain the tension of that entire daily without uh, burning us out. Really no drama in this episode that wasn't uh, game related. I mean, this was a straightforward competition and it was it was a lot of fun. So it's the challenge at its best. Uh, now, why did you write down here, TJ, do not be that girl? OK, so I'll get into that. Um, the whole recap was a lead up to where we left off last episode, which is D calling out Davon on the killing floor to compete in the tug of war. Um, excuse me, it's tug o war. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys had a, a little bit more fun with it. I went old school. Yeah. Um, TJ kept really hitting that O hard. Tug O war. Uh, and so um I am I wrote down TJ, what was the quote? Do not be that girl. It was like he gave the instructions, which was you guys are going to be on two different pedestals um, and you will pull a rope. And once your rope gets taut, it's time for you to try to pull the person you're going up against off their pedestal. First girl to hit the sand is out and will not be brought back. And then he basically said or exactly said, don't be that girl mm, that he, hits the sand. Yeah, and I just think it's it's interesting that he said, "Don't be that girl." I think it's weird that he's calling them girls. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. Uh, Wouldn't not, it be fun if he was like, "Don't be that boy." You know, like talking to the guys, yeah. like Wes and Theo yeah, are going right. in. He's like, "Who's a bad boy?" That's a good way to uh, <laughs> kind of see if it, if it holds up in court. Flip it. And yeah. That yes, that does sound weird coming from <laughs> TJ. Um, now, if TJ was like, "Ah, that's my boys." I kind of feel like in that context it would work and probably say stuff like that. But don't be that boy. I don't know, (laughs) TJ. I don't think I'd hear you say it. Anyway, I don't want to give TJ too much shit here. I love the guy. Yeah, he's our number one. I was going to say fan, but he's our number one fan. You guys know that, right? He's the he's our biggest fan. Yeah, he writes us every week. He loves the pod. Shout out to TJ. Um, So basically, 
last week on our podcast, Nick, I made a prediction about who was going to win this this, uh, elimination on the killing floor based off of the way they were editing. And we're not going to say it right away, but I just want to go ahead and and put that information out there because in 3.5 minutes when we get to the winner, um, I'm going to say that... You know, I'm going to follow up. You're going to say comment. that you were right. Yeah. And 3.5 minutes to get to what? They there's not much to this. So then they they start going for it, and uh, we were confused at home, by the way, because we were like, why don't you just wait for them to pull the rope and make it taut and then pull it? Because we were thinking it was like actual tug of war, but then Nick quickly realized that there were two ropes, and so you yeah. would pull it till you got to the point where you could pull the your. Um, competitor down right i don't want to get bogged down in the details here but well i was watching it like d is tiring herself out because she's going like hand over hand yeah and davon's taking it nice and slow and um you know i was like okay well that's obviously there's something going on here strategy wise but then we realized there were two ropes and then something happens first off we should say that the reason why d picked davon is because she's like davon's weak and i'm strong and Davon's the weakest girl here. She's got no upper body strength. I'm going to take her out. That's why I'm picking her. And you know what? Uh, Davon, when she gets picked in her interview, and this is what Ashley's leading up to, is talking about how she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. D is stacked, I believe she says. Yeah, and she looks stacked. Yeah, and was really kind of selling herself short in her interview that happened last episode, right as this TB to be continued. Um, so, uh, Ashley, but something happens and it's as the, the rope that Davon is pulling on. It's sort of like under, there's something with it. I, I don't fully understand what happens, but it basically allows, um, Davon to pull D off her pedestal. Yeah. I, there's, I didn't see much issue going on. I just feel like, uh, Davon conserved her energy better and maybe but Davon moved- didn't get it to the end. No. She didn't pull the ro- oh, okay. rope all the way through. So her, it was so- like, the two ropes tangled in yeah, some way, and it worked out in Davon's favor. It didn't seem like it was, you know, some sort of conspiracy or no, anything no, that no, people no. on Twitter are going to freak out about. No. Bottom line is Davon won. Davon won, which proves my theory correct. Because at the end of last week's episode, I was like, Davon's got to win because of the way that they've edited this. Because they, if MTV ever has someone, a challenger saying, I'm definitely going to win this. And then another challenger saying, I'm definitely going to lose this. The one who's saying they're going to lose wins. Always. I mean, Always. They, they, yeah, they... They don't, I mean, I guess you have to build the storyline, so you have to, you know, choose your interviews and, and create this way to yeah. make it feel like it's a narrative when yeah. it is there being pieced to be together. Stakes. And I understand that now, for the rest of the episode, they do this again um, with uh, the big piece of drama that happens in this this episode. As a matter of fact, the person who inspired the episode name. Waterboy. Um, Waterman. Waterman. He's a water man. He's a water man. But it is the water boy. So, um, yes, Davon moves into, um, goes back into the house. We say sayonara D. And Natalie's very upset. She's um, not. She's just no, like, she actually I'll see is you gloating in Australia. A little bit. And she even says in her interview, Natalie, like, well, we both apologized to Turbo, but Turbo accepted my apology a little more 
more than he accepted. Then he accepted D's, and so that's why D is going bye bye. Yeah. We also get an interview from Turbo that just solidifies that cold motherfucking blood that runs through that I can't Turkish man's it, veins. But I am over Turbo. I Turbo's liked him. Strange. I liked him on the first episode immediately. Go back, listen to our recap. I immediately liked Turbo. I defended him against Nick all season long. Now this like grudge that he has against D and Natalie, I'm like. Grow up. Excuse me, but I have been iffy on Turbo since the beginning. You know this. That's what I'm saying. I defended. I know, and I would like you to say that I was right. There's something wrong yeah, with the guy. you're right. Um, he, you know, I think when he first teams up with Nani and he's helping her and they have such a good I liked chemistry, him so much. I started to like him too. Yeah. So, uh, as soon as Nani got into her third, maybe fourth uh, on-screen relationship, um, and Turbo seemed to be jealous uh, that... Uh, he started to get weird again and honestly has not redeemed himself since. I think that I, I he didn't bother me on the episode when him and Natalie and Dee had their little fight. That episode did not bother me. I was in tur- on Turbo's side. By the next episode, he's still talking about it. And then another episode, he's still talking about it. I'm like, Turbo. You have to let this go. And he's also given us like three false everything's o- everything is okay. Yeah. Like even when D apologizes to him outside and yeah. he's like, yes, we are now friends again. Let us <laughs> hug uh, and do a ceremony from my family. Okay, uh, okay, you know, okay. Something like that. But then later he's like, fuck her. I hope she dies in the killing floor. And it's like, uh, all right. Um, and he has, he has a cold interview here um, in this episode where he is like, I am uh, D. She is going home. I am sad. Wait, no, I am not. Everything is okay. And you're like, yeah. whoa, creepy yeah. turb. Leave, drop it. Like it, you're acting like more like something bigger happened than it did. I don't know. I shouldn't. I'm not gonna. You don't want to get on his wanna, bad side. I don't want to. I don't want to pass judgment on someone's hurt feelings. But he just seems like he's being kind of a baby about it. You know, if we talk shit about turbo on this podcast and it gets to him we're gonna get a knock at the door one day and it's gonna be him and he's gonna come in here and make us feel bad he's gonna challenge us to arm wrestling matches (laughs) force us to drink milk yeah (laughs) warm milk milk. uh by the way shout out to ashley's mom found out she likes warm milk yeah that was a thing that we learned recently uh yep um so everybody is now talking about how the finals are right around the corner and that brings us into the daily we see everybody filing in to do this daily Kara um oh I wrote down here Kara's hoodie Nick did you want to talk about that I just says I hate everyone yeah at the killing floor I jumped ahead a little bit to this yeah, daily, no, and I fine. didn't. I I'm, I messed up on my notes. I didn't mean to do that. So we leave the killing floor. Kara has a hoodie that says "I hate everyone." Mm-hmm. Then we go to a scene in the house where Maddie is talking to Devon. This is before the daily, and she's talking about how she was in a dark place when she did Party Down South, and that she had to write uh, goals out, and that no one really gets out of where she's from. Yeah, and that was part of her storyline. That no one ever gets out of uh, where she's from. Uh, from the beginning, but this idea, this new detail that uh, she's had some issues uh, following Party Down South. It makes sense. I watched Party Down South. She was like, you know, a mess. Really? Uh, As a person who would be on a show like that, you know, would be casted to be. I mean, all they did was go to bars, you know, and get drunk, 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 drunk. And she was one of those people. And she was a real, she was a whole lot of fun on that show. Um, and she seems like she has ma 
matured since then. It's yeah. been years. Uh, and you got to think, like, she's on television. You know, it's not the biggest show in the world, but it's on CMT. I believe it had two seasons, maybe. Uh, and she was one of the stars of that show, and she was very, very young because she's very young now, and that was a couple of years ago. She must have dealt with some sort of, you know, post depression of being on television and then not being on television Backlash, or yeah. yeah the repercussions of being on tv and yeah. then trying to live a life uh um, a lot of these ex-reality stars have written things about this i mean there 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 should be some sort of a documentary about uh ex-reality stars and how they're moving on yeah I'd truly be very interested in that but in this moment we see that davon and maddie have a friendship and i would like to have seen more of that friendship this season but you can tell they're opening up to each other and then davon has an interview where she's like i want maddie to get as far as she possibly can and i want to see her succeed but i'm also here to win um, then we see Polly and Kara in the kitchen. Well, not in the kitchen, sort of at the dining table talking. And Kara's like, you're just like me. You're sexy and weird. You're different. You're just like me. You're sexy and different. And we're going to make it to that final together. And we're going to run that final together. And this was a cringy moment. Um, at, the, at the time, it was cringy. Now, with what I know... It, it, it warms my cold, dead heart a little oh, bit. It's it, it uh, it's telling the story about where we're leading, where we're building this relationship up, and and the stakes at hand with um, uh, this these two lovers in this house in this in this war of the worlds. Will they get to the finish line together? In eighth grade, I went to a new school. Oh and... boy, we're really taking it back. <laughs> Are we still doing the recap? Is this Monday? What's going on? Eighth grade, I went to a new school and I was getting a tour of that school by this girl named Jackie Peterson. My dad worked with her mom. And so uh, they had arranged for me to like get a little tour because Jackie had been there for sixth and seventh grade. It was the last year of middle school. And when we were walking around, I looked at Jackie and I said, is there anyone here like me? And she said, what do you mean? And I said, you know different (laughs) and i cringe at that memory i mean i was 13 i grew out of it but Kara is an adult woman car is living that day every day of her life (laughs) and not cringing minus the cringe part basically uh yes and at this point um you know um we've seen this storyline build 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 and uh you know I i wanted to hate on Kara for the way that she was speaking. But honestly, I started to think about how long they had been in that house. Yeah. And and we've seen this time and time again. Around this part of the game, around this time in the show, people start to really lose it. Yes, they and, crack. And you don't know who to trust. Yeah. Um, and your best friends are your best friends one minute, and they're ready to put your head in the chopping block the next. Um. And she knows that she has an ally on here uh, on this show that she can trust through and through. Mm -hmm. And uh, he does as well. And they are probably looking at each other for solace in a way that they have not yet in their relationship. Mm -hmm. And I felt that during this Kara speech. Yeah. So that brings us to the daily. Uh, Everybody's filing in to what looks to be like a shipping yard on the right at the ocean. 
Kara has on a shirt that says Team Polly. Kara and Turbo are both dressed in like regular clothes because they don't have to compete because they came, they were first guy and first girl in the challenge from last week. This um, this challenge is called Judgment Day, and we learn that it's a purge challenge. The girl with the lowest time and the guy and the boy with the lowest time. Boys will, and girls. Boys That's and who's girls. playing this game. Boys and girls. They will go home immediately. This is a challenge that involves jumping, climbing, swimming, all above water on shipping containers that are at angles and at odds with um, what you think would be a normal and natural way to use your human body. You're flinging it across the space and you're hoping to grab on to get a ring and transport it back to a shipping container and plop that ring on top of a ring. I want to do a shout out for the the crew that sets these things up. Uh, there's been lots of use of suspension in uh, in a lot of these um, seasons, but uh, this season in particular. I mean, last episode we had a whole uh, plane mm-hmm. that was suspended and moving. This episode we have these barrel, these big crates mm-hmm. that are in the air, shipping crates, shipping crates and uh, they're tilted and, and swirled in a way, but uh, still a- aesthetically pleasing, structurally sound. Um, it's really uh, th- this. By the way, if you haven't watched. Uh, this episode, and you just listen to us talk about it. By the way, you're a godsend. Yeah, Thank you if so that's much. the case, wow, you, you are incredible. Um, but you can picture this daily, the layout as really a, a ninja warrior like um, event. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are really just you're swinging, you're climbing, you're jumping, you're swimming. Uh, and uh, all all the tough stuff, no frills either. No frills. Uh, but this is this is built for somebody who um, is doing parkour or something this is like. Built that. for someone who has a lot of upper body strength. A gymnast would kill this. Yeah. And First that, up, <laughs> that's a bar, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> First up is Polly. Um, he starts off strong. He drops off. He jumps off that first shipping container into the ocean head first. He is ta- he is going after this challenge. He when gets he up- dives in head first, by the way, I uh, a chill goes up my spine. Same um, for two reasons, and I'm gonna br- I'm gonna bring the listener, the blowhard, into my thought process here. Um, he dives so fast and so fiercely into the water. I mean, TJ didn't tell us. I mean, maybe he told them, but I don't know how deep this fucking water is. Never dive into murky water when you don't know where the bottom we're, is. We're near a dock. Yeah. You know, it, it, we're not in, we're not in, uh, it's not the deep blue sea here. It looks uh, like a shipping yard, like where yeah. big ships come in. And, and he dives in and, and he seems okay. Um, but at that moment, I realize why there was so much lead up with Pauly, with his interviews, the relationship with Kara, I start to remember the um, trailers for the entire season and the trailers from last episode for this episode, which showcased somebody being taken out on what looked like a stretcher from the water. And it was a man. And And that man had tattoos. That man had tattoos. And one tattoo that was a striking resemblance to Kara And that man was not Theo, Wes, or Hunter. Let's just say that. Um, And then I'm, I'm starting to think wow he dove so far in there and his interviews are talking about how he's like man i dove in that you know i i I got all the strength in the world i got all the will in the world but that was a mistake and i'm like 
did he like compress his spine when he did this? And now I'm totally realizing that, oh, he's going to go out in like a body bag from this somehow. He's too wound up. I was, something felt wrong. And as uh, Polly goes on, and even if he, let's say it's not even something as serious as compressing his spine, but he's jumping 50 feet and doing a dive. I mean, the the impact of that, it's got to knock the wind out of you in a way that going feet first would not. And, and rest assured, when he climbs up on this first shipping container, he's shook. Something's, he's, yeah. Something's off. Something's he's, off. And he gets to that rope swing and he tries to swing over to the other shipping container and he falls. He falls immediately, like mid-swing. And he climbs back up. I mean, and it's hard to watch him climb and he swings again and he falls. Now, mind you, while he's climbing up and grabbing the rope for the second time, in his interviews, he's talking about how cold the water is and how his muscles um, and body is reacting to he's it. He's shaking. He's going into hypothermic shock. Uh, his, his, his muscles are tensing up like uh, at intervals you can see it you can see the way he's bending his fingers and his arms where they're not bending correctly he looks at the camera at one point when he is on that net ladder and he looks like a wild animal in his eyes he's moaning they're giving us the his groans um, he, he makes it across finally he grabs a ring he goes back he's got to climb up another net and put that ring on the pole on top of that ship container he cannot get up he keeps falling yeah inner inner you know intercut with these shots are uh shots of all the other challengers watching him and they are having a hard time that's how i knew this was so bad is like watching their faces reacting to Polly. um everyone looks really bummed out and he when he's falling he's getting all the way to the top which he says is like 50 feet and you can see him the first time when he has that ring around his arm and he's going up there, he literally gets his upper body on to the shipping container, goes to pull himself up. You can see his fingers kind of seize up on him. And then he falls stiff backwards. And by the time, just the way that the net that he has to climb up, uh, the incline of it, by the time he falls straight, his legs and heels kind of hit the net drawing his body backwards, and then he's basically doing a tumble on the back of his neck into the water. It looks like his head, it looks like every time he falls, his head is first. It's, and it's pretty bad. And then so everybody's cheering him on. They're sad. He climbs up again. He gets about three quarters up, and he falls for a second time. Well, that's pro- I think that was like his fourth well, total fall. Fourth total fall, second time trying to get yeah. this ring up onto the shipping container. And boy, oh boy, does it look like he jams on his neck a second time. It's bad. And that's when you said to me, Nick, you said he's a tough fucking guy. He's a tough dude, man. I mean, because the way that he is falling on his neck, um, I mean, anybody falling like that once, you're just like, this is it. I'm done. Yeah. But he wants this so bad that he is fighting through it. And he, at this point, is just shaking and he's uh, screaming and moaning. Um, it's pretty bad. He times out. They come and they get him with what looks like a little gurney, like, like, a, like a floating it's like a gurney. Surfboard, really. Yeah. They, um, they're, they're wrapping him up. They're giving him oxygen, I think, at one point. In an inter- interview, um, he says, this is one of the most defeating moments in my life. Everybody feels bad for Polly, even Wes, who's not aligned with Polly. He says, you know, this was great that it happened, honestly, that he didn't, you know, it makes it easier for us, but it was, I hated to watch it. 
It was a really, really tough watch. I, I believe I mentioned to Ashley that this may be the toughest thing for me to sit through it for the challenge in this way. I mean, there's been awkward moments. There's been moments of really despicable behavior. But this, just being watching somebody, watching the human spirit get dashed in this way. I mean, come on. We've all been there for the whole ride of Pauly. We all have. I mean, he only showed up last season. And uh, Pauly really is the, he is the new viewer. You know, he is the, the person that they brought in from Big Brother, that fan who's trying to check this out and then gets hooked on that Are you first saying season. He's the every man? No, he's the every person latecomer. That's yeah. who he is. I mean, he's not me. I'm I'm basically Mike the Miz Mizanin at this point. Oh, my God. As far as a fan goes. A fun part, uh, the only highlight of this whole uh, situation is that every time they cut to a challenger looking bad or feeling bad for Polly, you can see Turbo in the background talking to Georgia and pointing to things oh, and being it's like it's just him it's a little blurry in the background and he's grabbing an imaginary rope and then there's two girls looking at him pretending like it's uh -huh. interesting yeah as he's yet uh -huh. again telling people how to compete well you know what it might help them he it might, might be giving it them might. information that helps um, we see he have uh, Polly has a long hug with Kara and Turbo. They are there to comfort him. And Turbo's telling uh, Polly at this point, he's saying, "Hey, listen, you're not out of this. Somebody could totally fall in the water and not actually get the ring." Yeah, and we you at least know, got the ring. Yeah, you got the ring. You completed a portion of this. Somebody yes. might not complete it all. Somebody might not even jump in. Wes, uh, Wes is next. He says he's going to take it slow. Um, he does a great job. He, he does this like off. a machine, like yeah. a pro. Like yeah. I, I, it was awe-inspiring on how he just meticulously dismantles this daily and completes. Uh, and then has a follow-up interview where he just looks at the camera, and goes, "I felt really good. I think I don't, anybody's going to beat that time, and I'm I'm going to win this. I can taste it. I I'm going to win this for my family." Yeah. Really, Wes is just so good at being such a little shit and then coming through with a perfect, authentic moment in an interview. I do wish he would have said, I I'm doing this for my monster truck. That yeah, would have been fun. That would have been fun. But the way he said, I'm doing this for my family, everything about it felt genuine. It's he's, he's such an interesting reality television character. Next up is Natalie. Um, she falls after her swing. She tries to swing over, and she's pretty embarrassed because she is a professional ninja warrior, and they're basically all rope swings over there. So it cuts to an interview with Theo saying she's lost her name. She's just Natalie to me now. I mean, it was pretty mean, but pretty on point. But uh, she completes it. She does. And then that brings, um, oh, I have written down after that, Turbo, again, in the background telling Georgia something. Multiple times. Guys, if you have this thing DVR'd, go back and watch this <laughs> and just take a shot every time Turbo is mansplaining. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Next up is um, Maddie. She says this is the scariest challenge of all time. Like, she's totally freaked out by it. She does an all right job. I think she manages to get a ring, and then she's trying to climb back up and put it on its pole, and then what fucking appears in the water? 
Well, a, a seal appears in the water. But I'd like to go back and actually talk about a run. If okay, okay, yeah. So she jumps in the water and she swims incredibly fast. Yes. They either sped the footage up just to get through it, which they may, um, or she's an incredible swimmer, um, which is something that I didn't see in her tale of the tape. I didn't know that she was also a very good swimmer, but she is. Um, and yes, she, she gets on that rope swing. She does not choke up high enough on the rope on her first thing, and she slams flat into the container mm. side and which knocks her off the rope and actually her momentum brings her even further under the container and, and we then, hear a thump yeah she and then she belly flops onto the water i Oof. mean she's in pain clearly Oof. she's hurt um and by the time uh, she gets back up goes in gets the ring comes back down then she's trying to climb the top of to the top of this thing and uh or does she get a ring she got a ring she got a ring okay and then uh yes as we were saying before a seal appears out of nowhere and swims towards her and wants to play yeah it was real cute yeah. she didn't think so she no, she was terrified. so fucking scared yeah and you know what i would be too i'm not going to talk shit about that yeah it's a cute seal but you're in that seal's world i would be into it turbo says this is a good moment when the seal shows yeah. up do it for me uh, this is a good. I don't know what, what does he say. I don't know. <laughs> this is a good moment. This is a good. This moment. is a good moment. It's good. Yeah, um, it's interesting. So when we're watching how these people go, like we said, Polly went head first. No one else goes head first, and that's just something we should note. Next up, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, it is stupid. Um, Georgia, she she's next, and she says, "I'm not really experienced with swinging on things." Unless it's the Christmas decorations at my old job. You know that old saying? What the hell does that mean? I was so... <laughs> that has to be a Britishism. That they just hang off Christmas You know, when you're drunk and you're hanging off the Christmas lights at the party. Like, I, <laughs> that feels like a, like a euphemism for, for being drunk. Georgia completes the challenge. Nothing really noteworthy here except for a girl pulls it off. She did a great job. Maddie looks sad. She mentions that it's all forearms mm-hmm. um, and that uh, it was very, very hard. The hardest challenge she has had to do so far. Theo, he goes next. Um, he he handles this well. He uh, he gets to one of the craters or no c- containers and he's climbing up it and he goes. And that's when I realize I'm six foot five and I just start pulling myself up. Yeah, he was doing it like a little guy for yeah. a while. He was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm a fucking I'm giant. Humongous. Um, he does something that bothers me just a tad, which is when he gets to the final container and he's about to put his ring on the pole, he does like a little dance. A little touchdown dance before yeah. he does it. You know, I, the game ain't over yet, folks. Exactly. You're going to showboat before? Man, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And also, like, Paulie's down there, and, and we just somehow, the editors at MTV have made me feel for Polly. And he's, he's basically in tears at this point. Yeah, I don't want to watch uh, Theo do that. Um, next up is Davon. She takes this very slow and i am curious as to what the time difference like how much time she had in between her elimination with d and this daily because her arms have to be shot and this is this is all arms you know all arms as we heard from georgia yeah forearm so she needs like at least i would say three or four days of recovery minimum right or those, or the lactic acid is going to get involved. Yeah, you can't turn around and do this the next day, or the the 
two days from then. It just seems I'm just I would like to have a little bit more context. Then we get a very ominous uh, interview from Georgia about Devon where she says, "I, I got a little faith she just might do it. You got a little faith she just might do it. Yeah, and that was a lead up of like, <laughs> it was all it was all forms and Devon can really do this. And you know what? I have a little faith that she might finish. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't even like when, it was finish. Mm-hmm. Maddie's freaking out because if Devon can finish this, then Maddie is going home. And yet they we cut, we see um, cuts of Maddie cheering on Devon, which I really appreciated. Absolutely. Davon does not complete it. Huh? Yeah, she doesn't complete it, but we don't know time-wise who had the better time out of her and Maddie in, in terms of who got further. Hunter is next. He completes this. Hunter is a pro at this. Yeah, he he, he treats this. Uh, he, he he's bo- He's a boss here. Yeah, he really. Um, this is ex- experience in action. And I, and honestly, that's a lot of what his interviews are saying at this point, which are uh, him talking about I I won last year. I'm I'm the one defending. Like I yeah, yeah I didn't bring home any money. It got stolen from me along with my tennis shoes. <laughs> Where my fucking shoes, y'all. <laughs> Y'all, where are my shoes? I ain't going nowhere without my tennis shoes. Somebody find my shoes. And then you're going to hell. You're going to burn in hell. (laughs) You will burn in hell. Your family will burn in hell. (laughs) Where are my shoes at? Uh, So uh, he's he's determined to finish this, and he does. And um, he's got a lot of pride on the line. Uh, He's trying to win some money. He's trying to win one for the Gipper. Cut to an interview with Polly, who is sobbing crying yeah because at this point when that ring uh when uh hunter's ring mm-hmm. um gets, goes on the pole. goes on the pole it, it, it's it, it solidifies it, the a casket going... basically it rose out of the ocean and with Polly's friggin name on it yeah it's so sad it's tough and then he's he's weeping and he's saying i pray that it's her talking about Kara winning yeah, the final he, he, he's weeping in his in his interview so this is yes, later yeah you know and he's um crying I fucked it up so bad why did I why did I dive in the water you know he, he went too he went too fast too quick yeah. you should have taken it slow like Wes you know um a lot of regrets uh but you know what hindsight is 2020 then uh, everybody's standing there TJ's giving them the rundown um we know that Polly's leaving but it comes down for the ladies it comes down to Maddie and Davon and then we learn that Davon's going home sad day folks um Davon damn was uh was fun you know she got into some um Davon's drama the best. she got into some drama with Wes which I appreciated she's you know? so great uh, had she really fought good, so hard fantastic interviews she won so many eliminations so many dailies I'm so impressed with her athletically politically all of the above really fantastic interview looks she looked gorgeous um, yeah Beautiful, funny. I mean, come on. <sighs> Davon. Davon. Well, you know, folks, uh, not to plug us um, before we're done with this, but check out uh, last Monday's episode of uh, this podcast, and you can hear me and Ashley talk about the leaked cast list for next season of The Challenge. Uh, these are probables. They're not uh, definites, but if you're interested in something like that, hey, maybe Davon might be back. Maybe not, though. You got to listen to our podcast for Monday. Anyway, so yes, it is Davon that is going home. TJ says, get out of here. I'll see you soon. Yeah. Back at the house, um, Kara's crying. She said, I wanted to beat him in the final. It was kind of sweet when it she was. said that. Because I agree. it was that was it would have been interesting. I would have liked to have that as a subplot in the final. And Same. 
Um, you know, it's interesting how they got us to kind of feel bad that Polly's leaving. They they've completely convinced me. I like Polly. Yeah, I can't believe they did it. By the way, I, I noticed a tattoo on his collarbone. I'm sure people on the internet have already talked about this, but it was the Roman numeral for 32, um, which I can only imagine. Uh, marks the season that he debuted, which was season 32. Final Reckoning. And I, and I wonder if Kara has a matching tattoo and they kind of did like a his and hers sort of situation commemorating when they met. Um, who knows? Uh, if, if you guys know, uh, email us. I have a question for you, Nick. If we were in a final, would you want to beat me? Yes. I'd want to beat you too. <laughs> I know you'd want to beat me real bad. No, I would I, beat you. You know what? I just said yes. I was trying to be funny. I'd want you to beat me. What the fuck? Yes, I would. Why? Because I know I'd get half that money. We'd have a deal. <laughs> We'd have a deal. Um, we see Wes, Hunter, and Maddie, and they're kind of they're sitting around and they're like, "Are we in the final?" And Hunter's like, "No, probably not. They're gonna do like a three way elimination, like they did three on... way three way killing floor, man. I've seen know. it. I've seen this before, dude." Wes is like, it feels like we're in the final, but I'm also smart enough to know that anything could happen at any moment. Then it cuts to a shot where everyone's sort of sitting in the living room, everyone who's left, and then Kara comes in with her T-Mobile sidekick. Son of a bitch. Um, no, it's some sort of cell phone, but don't you miss the T-Mobile sidekick We all days? do. We all do. Um, guys, we got a text from Tej. And it says, congratulations, finalists. Wait, so Kara says something interesting here that I noted mentally. Yeah. Um, she doesn't say we get a te text from T. She walks into the kitchen and goes, hey, guys, you know how we're all waiting to find out what's going on? Well, I just got a text from TJ. And then, oh. and then it was just like somebody you know, sent her in there being like, make this easier on the editors. Uh, could you just say this as you go? And, interesting, because and I was wondering why we saw like Wes, Hunter and Maddie hanging out. And I'm like, well, they're clearly a crew. And then it cuts to um, everyone hanging out. They're in the all same hanging room. out in the same room. Never like, happens. That, that seems unrealistic. People are always There's always two people laying on a bunk bed, two people yeah. sitting on the floor, one person on the top bunk. That's how they hang. Everybody starts freaking out. And then everybody's so excited. And then we cut to an interview with Turbo saying, this is no joke. Um, this is no joke. This, everybody happy. It is not over. This is no joke. And, and there's no time for happy time. And then he goes, we we must fuck us. He does. He's, oh, we must focus. We, we yeah. must fuck us. We must fuck us. Then Nick just Everyone fuck us. <laughs> Everyone here, fuck us. <laughs> you must fuck me. <laughs> Focus. I fuck you. Okay. I fuck you, Hunter. Okay. I fuck you. You fuck us. You fuck us, then I fuck you. Then we see a cute little thing where um, Wes, Kara, and Hunter all have their arms around each other, and they're the three vets of the challenge. They're looking at the five rookies. Five rookies have made it to the final. Yeah, Has that ever happened before? Uh, I, probably not, but the odds were in the rookies' favor. There was half the amount of people in the house were rookies. That's that's not the case, usually. Yeah, but you would think that half of the people in the final would be challengers. Yeah, sure. I mean, we got a big eliminations, goofy elimination. I mean, who should be there? CT. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he got taken out in a weird fucking Cam. deal in, in the beginning of the season. So Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wes says, strap in. 
there's going to be a hell of an ending. And then we saw the trailer for this final, and it looks sick, y'all. It, it, it went from um, Ninja Natalie gloating with all of the rookies on the kitchen table uh, present day to the future where she's just riding on a bike and just keels over. Yeah. Like she dies. Like yeah. she expires mid-bike ride. Somebody's getting an IV in this yeah, trailer. It, TJ says there's going to be 50 miles. Somebody just drops dead in a desert. There's at an one point. ambulance in the desert. It's, We're like, ambulances aren't in the desert. Uh, there's going to be a tribunal at some point. I don't know how they're going to do that. Dude, I hope this is two, two-parter. I don't think it's going to be. Um, and if it's not, that means next episode is going to be action friggin' packed, folks. I hope it's a two-parter, too. Yeah. Um, can't wait for that reunion. You know me, dog. Um, anyway, folks, that was the podcast. Thank you for listening. As I mentioned before, we do an episode every Monday, um, as well as these recaps where me and Ashley kind of just talk about what we're watching reality-wise and some general chit-chat. Shittery. Chit-chat. Shit-chat. Shit-chat. Uh, it's a lot of fun. If you're not listening to those, go check those out. Um, and do us a huge favor. Uh, huge. If, if you haven't done this before... Uh, please do it. Go to the Apple Podcast app and rate us five stars. Um, write a little something nice in the review. It helps us out. We really would like to get to 100 reviews. Yep. We're about halfway there. Um, just get us there. It'll just make us feel good. This mm -hmm. is, we, we're in it for the, for the reviews, folks. Um, and if you'd like to contact us, you can email us at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at realityblowspod. You can follow Ashley on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. You can follow me on Instagram at Nick Maritato on Instagram. Also, Ashley is warming up for her album recording in November, and me and her are going on the road, That's folks. right. So if you check either of our Instagrams or, or any of our... Uh, if you you're near Philadelphia, or near Richmond, Virginia, or near Asheville, North Carolina, or near Chapel Hill, North Carolina, check our Instagrams, our Twitter. We're putting up the dates as much as possible. You can go to my website, ashleyburkroberts.com. All the dates are listed there. But it's mainly East Coast. And, and uh, these shows happen um, like the second and third week of June. So uh, check check all that good check stuff out. Check it out. out. Um, folks, that has been the podcast. As always, may TJ call women women. And may the boys be the boys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.